Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Good morning, sir. Happy, uh, what the hell day is it? Oh, today <laughs> it's is the 12th. Tuesday. It's the 12th of September. Um, Sounds like a song, the 12, like the 12th of never. That's true. It's September, yeah. Boy, are you dating yourself. Um, Joe Biden, you know, uh, we had 9-11 yesterday, 22nd year. Can you believe 22 years? Have you gone know, I got by. a lot to say about 911, only because of conversations. And uh, a couple of things are really scary to me. But anyway, let's go with what you're saying. Well, I, 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 was, gonna, I was just going to say that uh, Joe Biden, of course, it being the anniversary, he decided the only place to spend the anniversary was in Alaska. And... <laughs> Don't ask me, friends. He was the first president in 22 years not to go to one of the sites. He could have gone to Shanksville in Pennsylvania. He could have gone to New York, Ground Zero. He could have gone to the Pentagon. But no, Joe decided 22 years was enough. He was going to go to Alaska. And Mm. uh, so he got up there. And, of course, the first thing he did was embellish his story. You're saying, what? Well... Listen to this. Browns are in New York. And I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating because the way you could away from where you could stand. Yeah, he said he was there the next day. It makes for a good story, but the fact of the matter is he was on the Senate floor the next day. Listen. The senator is recognized. Mr. President, I can't think of any other legislative body in the world where you would hear the speech you just heard by the junior senator from Virginia, where his heart is aching, his constituencies, many in his constituency have died. Part buildings in this state are still burning. And in the ultimate American way, he calls at the end of his speech for not abrogating the basic cherished liberties that this nation has. I doubt whether you would hear that on any other assembly in the world after such an attack. And I compliment him for it. And my heart and my sympathy go out to our colleagues from New York and Virginia in particular, but all those who have had their fellow citizens and their constituents victimized by this act. Okay, that was the day after 9-11, 2001, and uh, yesterday he said this again? Browns are in New York. And I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating because the way you could, from where you could stand. I don't think the guy remembers how to tell the truth anymore. You know? No, he wasn't there the day after. I mean, a week after, maybe, 10 days after, maybe, but not uh, the next day. But you know what? He was going for the sound bite. He got the sound bite because that's what people hear. You know, we're a shallow world. It's 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 called a lie, you know, and, and, and he's good at it. Although, you know, well, did you notice something, Bill? It didn't even sound like the same guy. I'm not just talking about the fact that well, the Joe Biden of 22 years ago uh, could put a sentence together. Uh, I'm I'm saying that the timber in his voice, the way his actual voice sounds. I mean, the resonance, the 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 whole quality of his voice. It didn't sound the same. Well, 
if you've noticed on some of the pictures, especially in the side view. Yeah, I know. I you know, know where you're going. Uh, yeah, and the thinning hair, and I'm like going, this is a this is this is grandpa's grandpa here up on the on the stage. And he's a real feeble guy. Yeah. You see the front on, and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, there there are two or three different Joe Videns <laughs> that we are privy to. So yeah, it, it does make you wonder. But well, he did he, tell the truth in that statement, by the way. What did he say? He says it was looking like into the gates of hell. Well, because he knows he's he's been there to look through it. You know, you know. If you if you check the pictures of him from like twenty two years ago and the pictures of him now, his ears are different. I'm just saying his the actual shape of the ears. You know, the ears are something that really kind of don't really change. You know, there are things about you that are like fingerprints, and his ears are different Uh, now. I'm sure he's gone through a lot of uh, facial reconstruction because we call that facelifting, and you know where. Uh, but uh, he's supposedly had a lot of work done, so that may explain it. But uh, um, I don't know where these guys, where, you know, where they find the time to disappear for. I would imagine you have to disappear for like six or eight weeks when you have facial well, surgery, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you got to disappear for a while. I mean. Uh, all the basic surgeries, you know, people get the uh, the implants, the dental. Oh, yeah, you can go in today and come out tomorrow with uh, you're looking good. <laughs> now you're walking out with false teeth yes. until <laughs> until that uh, it takes hold. It takes what three to six months. Oh, and if the, when they yank teeth and stuff like that, there's swelling in the mouth, and uh, nothing is just perfect as you walk out of the office. Right, you know, and Joe has had, um, you know, I mean, look, he's got beautiful teeth, but he's paid. But they're for not his. <laughs> they're not his. Speaking of which, you know, a little side note here, and I mm-hmm. don't know if I mentioned it before, but there's a company, a Japanese company now, that uh, they've they've actually found out that humans like sharks. You know, sharks regenerate their teeth. Yeah. Apparently, you have a third set of teeth up there, the little sacks for them, and mm-hmm. you know, you can sit there and. In, in time, they think in, uh, by 2030 they're going to be able to uh, help you regrow your, if you've got a missing toot, uh, you're going to be able to get a new tooth. Uh, well, or- there are a lot of dentists who are really happy to hear that. <laughs> Say what? You know, uh, huh? You, know, you don't see a lot of shark dentists out there. That's probably the reason why. <laughs> Well, you know, you can lose your fingers in that business. That's you know? true. You, you sure can. Yes. Chomp, chomp. Yeah, they said the shark. Yeah, pretty tasty. <laughs> you know, we were talking, though, about 911. Yeah. How important is it to remember 911? I don't think you can ever forget. I think we made a pledge. Most of us made a pledge 22 years ago that we would never forget. And I think that's a pledge we all have to keep in some form or another. I know that even, Bill, Bill, even in my case, just to say a little prayer. I mean, what can you do 22 years later when you're an old guy, right? You can remember them. You can remember them and and say a little prayer and, uh, you know, hope that it never, ever happens again. Although I think it's going to, Bill, with all of these illegals and this, there's a, it's a matter of fact that there are terrorists that have come across the border. They're here. Well, I was exposed to a reality last night that uh, Uh we have forgotten and we're going to continue to forget. And as a matter of fact, that Vietnam War that you served in, squat, doesn't mean anything. 
World War II, squat, doesn't mean anything. Korea? Uh, The Korean War, squat, doesn't mean anything. Now, why am I saying this? Well, let's take a look at the young generation, uh, the one just past the millennials, all right, that might have been born in anywhere from 2001 forward. Mm -hmm. That generation doesn't care. As a matter of fact, they think, I am serious about this because... The reason this comes up, there was a school media thing that they had to do something on 911. Mm-hmm. So the real media showed up to go, hey, kids, what do you think about this? Do you remember? Are you in? And the kids are like going, they're looking around. And privately, they're going, I don't care about this. It's a joke to me. We do memes about this. They find it. They didn't. They didn't. Well, you know who I blame, Bill. I blame. I truly blame the educational system. Yeah, because we have taught these kids, and you know what? I don't blame them for that feeling, but it sent goosebumps because that means we don't remember. We're not. We don't remember now, and this generation coming up doesn't remember, and they don't care. They didn't live through it, so in their minds. It didn't affect them, even though I can tell you it did because of what it did. You know, how mom and dad suffered. They didn't suffer. What did they Because say? we was made it? sure they didn't suffer. What's the saying? Those who, those who don't remember history are doomed to re- repeat it. And we're doomed because our future and, and the kids that have been taught, they haven't been, well, if they've been taught about history, they've been taught uh, a tainted version of it. And... But it's to the point to where they don't care. They make fun of things. You know what, though, Bill? Think about this for a second. World War I, 19, I mean, in Europe, it was 1914 to 1918. Uh, in, for America, it was 1917 to 1918. It was a terrible war. Millions, hundreds of thousands of people dead all over Europe. But yet... 25 years later, 20 years later, they did it again. You would think. Because we've forgotten. That's exactly. It's not. We don't care. We live, we live for the day. What happened yesterday? That's behind us. Who cares? Think about it now. You know, I see all these postings all over the place going, I remember. I was there. You know, and I, I was helping carry out the bodies of firemen. And yeah. stuff. And police officers and moms and dads that had children. Unless you were one of those children that grew up without a parent. And even then, depending on the house you were put into and you were so young you don't remember, you don't care. Yeah. Well, they said that, I, and this is, my, my parents told me this too, but I also read about this, that the um, mood in the country pre uh, Pearl Harbor was mind our own business, stay out of it. It's not our war. It was a very pacifistic uh, mood in the late thirties when, when Hitler was running through uh, Poland and Czechoslovakia and places like that. Uh, the attitude in this country was, eh, it's not our war. Let's not get involved. And we were so, poorly manned and poorly armed that when we were training our soldiers in boot camp, 
they were using wooden guns. I mean, not real weapons because we didn't have enough weapons to arm them. It, it was a, it, we had these crappy tanks. They weren't the Sherman tank. That was developed for World War II. But we had these dinky uh, pieces of junk that were our, artil- our uh, motorized artillery. And no, no big deal. I mean, we were all happy with a, a very uh, poorly manned, poorly armed government, uh, military. Pearl Harbor comes along. Devastating. Uh, it's sold like a movie. I don't mean to sound, but it is kind of sold like a movie. You know, that's when Roosevelt got up there in front of uh, the Senate, in front of Congress, a joint session. Today is a day that will be, you know, uh, a day that will be uh, remembered, rem- remembered yeah. in infamy or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it it was all part of like, a, I, 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 it wasn't maybe intentional, but it, it was like a PR campaign to promote exactly the war. What it is. And what happened is it worked. And all of a sudden, seriously, almost from that very day that Pearl Harbor was attacked, you probably have heard about this. You may have had relatives who literally left college or left school and ran down to the recruiter's office and got sworn in because they wanted to protect and fight for their country. That attitude didn't exist a week before Pearl Harbor. You know, and we had that same attitude, by the way, on 9-11, if you remember. On 9-11, we were ticked off as a country, and, and George Bush comes down and says to us, we got to go and we got we to gotta bring the war to Iraq, which, by the way, as the years have gone by, you, we've all come to learn that it really didn't have a relationship. It no. really, it, we really shouldn't have gone to war because of 9-11, in Iraq, but he uses it as an excuse to fire us up to go to war to justify his acts. And mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, yeah, we we had alternative reasons and motives, but boy, you know what? Uh, this country lives for the moment, and we have, you know, I, I'm not going to sit there and be your moral judge, but uh, we don't have. If it's not important to us, let's just be honest, and let's 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 admit who we are and what we are. Uh, you know what, Bill? Case in point, Bill. The, 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 the thing is, our government doesn't listen to us. I I truly I, this sounds. Um, in 1939, the the people didn't want to go to war. Now, if they listen to the people, if they even whether it's right or wrong, if they listen to our our mood and not tried to change it. Um, we probably well, wouldn't have gone to war. Us. They had they to manipulate manipul- us. And that's what they do. That's what the media does. And we didn't have as much media back then. Now we have a preponderance of media, and none of it is truthful. It is all a lie. And, okay, case in point. Mm-hmm. Now, radio and TV, for the most part, it's regulated of what you can and can't do. Although, you know, that's a fence. And people have leaned over that fence and waddled in the mud on the other side for a long time. Now you got the internet, and it really has it has no safety net uh, on it uh, whatsoever. And people are taking advantage uh, of of what is and what's not in the news. For instance, there's a, a video that went viral. They got 23 million views, mm-hmm. and it was a, a video of a tornado, big, massive, 
Category 5 yeah. tornado. And it was right behind the beach building, and it was coming in and wiping out stuff. And that was the video that was posted mm-hmm. all over the Internet. You might have seen it. And people, by the millions, are going. I'm praying for those people right now, those poor souls. God help them. Mm-hmm. I got news for you. God didn't help a single soul there. God didn't care about it. You know why? It wasn't real. The video was fake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It There's a fake, lot of so. that out there. Yeah. And, you know, I brought it up. You know, my son said, oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was CG. It was uh, somebody probably posted a YouTube video and uh, testing their stuff to get it out there to show off their skills to movie makers and whatnot. I'm going like, you need to be responsible for what you post and maybe find a way to to qualify that. Bill, there's now, nothing the, there's nothing that you can you can evaluate on face value anymore. You know, you just right. can't say, well that's I saw it on YouTube or I saw it on the internet. It has to be true. Because many, many times it's just not. Period. What's that old line? What's that old line? You know, believe believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. <laughs> that's 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 the news today. Thank you very much. You know, I, I mean, we live in a lie. I think we talked about this before. In the new Indiana Jones movie that's out with oh, Harrison yeah. Ford, I say new. It's within the last uh, six months. Uh, a Last Crusade or something like that. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I think that's what it's called. But uh, uh, Harrison Ford is about, he's pushing 80, okay? Uh, he's not swinging on ropes and he's not, uh, jumping off buildings, you know, like he did when he was, you know, doing Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, uh, he, he Raiders of the Lost Ark, or something like that. It's it's a different Harrison Ford. But when you go to this movie, you see a lot of that same swashbuckling bravado, right? He's out there doing that same kind of thing, and you're saying, "Well, is he? He must be in great shape." No, 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 no. Um, a lot of that is. Uh, is computer animation. You know, they, they model the character, him, and they got a lot of footage to, to take the modeling from. I mean, just go back and grab some scenes from uh, some of the old movies and then let the computer put it all together. The computer will make that scene. You'll see right. the only thing about Harrison Ford that's in that, mo- in that scene may be him screaming or yelling or talking. But even that can be adjusted too. They can actually, they can actually fake the voice. Uh, it, 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 you're, we're not living in an honest world anymore. We just aren't. It, it's not the way it is. Uh, you're going to start seeing, for example, movies come out from guys who died. They're not actors. That, they're not around anymore. But somebody will say, "Well, wait a second. You know, we can we can put Clark Gable in a sequel to James Gone with the Dean. Wind." Yeah, we can put James Dean in Giant 2, you know. And, uh, yeah, he died in 1955 in a car accident. But, hey, we can CG, CG it, and we can get a few guys that sound just like him. And that's mm-hmm. the problem we have going into the 21st century. What can we trust? Who can we trust? I mean, um, a lot of people say, for example, that we have doubles all over the place on the political landscape now. I mean, everybody's got a double. Biden's got mm. doubles. Even if you think it's the real Biden out there as the president, there are people who say, well, he probably has doubles too. And some people believe it's uh, happening with Trump. 
you know, so it, 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 it's really, uh, it's sad times that we're living in because I don't know how we're ever going to get an honest, uh, an, an honest landscape anymore. You know, I mean, I think our 2020 election was stolen. That was all, I think, done with computers and manipulation. And I think there's a good chance 22 was the same way. And there's probably a very good chance they're going to do it again in 24. I mean, you know, they're headed towards some kind of a, a pandemic lockdown where we're all wearing masks and they, uh, they're talking about it in the schools. That yeah. They're going to lock down. You know, that's interesting too, because, and they're, they're, they're promoting, yeah, you got to get the shot. There's going to be a series of three, but when we got the series of four, they don't want to acknowledge the fact that a lot of people, uh, and now I tried to print the story and I can't get it, but there was a story of a famous actress. You saw her on a lot of shows here mm-hmm. recently she was she didn't want to get she didn't want to get the shot right didn't want to do it and they said look you want to you want to act <laughs> yeah you got to get the shot babe sorry toots but that's just the way it works so she got the shot young girl and then she got this this brain disease from it now oh saying, god well she says that but it came from the shot you know doctor says that and everything and it was so painful and everything that she actually she got assisted suicide. Oh my God! Oh my dear God! That's terrible. That's yeah, so now, sad. You know, now I don't. Is it somebody we would I would recognize, Bill? Yeah, it, uh, I'd have to go and pull up the story. It's okay. again. But if you go, if you go, actress assisted suicide. Yeah. Uh, COVID, it, it'll be there, and then will come a litany of people. That have all had the same thing, and I forget it's M-E is the terms, uh, term for it, but it's it's something. Now, you know, the, the cardiac thing is one thing, but this the brain thing is totally something else that goes on. Now, I don't believe in suicide, but then again, on the same behalf, and I've experienced pain before, and we're not going to go into, you know, my medical thing that happened several years ago that's way over and done and good. But I went through pain, but not excruciating pain to where I lost my senses. Now, I I have certain moral beliefs. What happens to a person if they decide, ah, forget it, I'm tired of this world, I'm checking out. But in retrospect, I also believe anybody that makes a decision that uh, they're going to take their oh life, they're not of sound mind and body. So if you're in a, a no-win situation, you're in pain, you can't do anything. I understand it, and God God knows that too. You know? Her name was but, um, Katarina Pavlik, yeah. and uh, she was in the Mindy, Mindy Project, yeah. and uh, she got a booster shot. And she ended up getting, um, what do they call it? She, she, she was diagnosed I mean, with encephalomyelitis chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. And this is a beautiful young person who, I guess, didn't want to get the shot. Didn't want to get the shot, but, and, you know, put yourself, you and I are retired. The, we, the, we're each other's boss, and mm-hmm. neither one of us are going to sit there and go, Hey, you know what? You want to do this podcast? You got to get the jab, you know? Right. But they were doing that, and don't lie, they were doing that. Oh, and sure. the government recommended it, you know? Yeah, you got to get the shot. Now, even Trump, you know, said, well, we got to get these shots. But, and he was the guy that put forward, let's do this stuff. 
he didn't know that he was being manipulated and lied to, you know. But this was all a voting scheme to begin with, an orchestrated scheme. And I'll be damned if you're going, oh, come on now, Bill, you're making this up. That's conspiracy. Really? Pandemics don't last as long as they have. And what are we talking about doing again with an election coming up? You know, but 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the generation that's being born now, they're not going to care about what's going on now and whether the government manipulated or not. Look at the Kennedy assassination mm-hmm. and the, the, the evidence that came out. The Today's generation goes, yeah, we make fun of that too. Yeah, yeah, there probably was a second shooter, and we think the government was behind it, and we think the government's been a lot behind a lot of stuff. But it happened before me, so I don't give two about it, you know? Novik uh, Djokovic. I, I'm sure I'm, I mispronounced that, but he was that tennis player who wouldn't get the jab, and they wouldn't let him in the country. Gone. He won. This is during the pandemic. He would not get the jab. They wouldn't let him compete. So he said, to heck with it. I won't compete. So finally, they let him in, and he competes, and he wins. Yeah. He won on Sunday. I uh, guess the Grand Slam, the Open, uh, U.S. Open Tennis uh, Championship. Uh, I mean, the guy's a terrific tennis player, but understand something. When he played this past week, he still wasn't jabbed. He still hadn't gotten the shot. Nothing yeah. changed. They wouldn't let him in a year and a half ago, right? Because he didn't get vaccinated. So then some time goes by, and they let him in. And he wins. Yeah. And nothing happens. And the thing is, that poor that poor young woman, that actress, who, uh, and if you see her, she looks like she has her whole life ahead of her. Her whole world is... Is right in front of her. Could yeah. be your daughter. Could be your granddaughter. You look at her and you're just going like, and then you know, you put it to reality, and it's it's sad. But when you look at the sheer numbers of what's going on, that's mm-hmm. the tragedy. And for what? Oh, we're helping you fight a disease. There's going to be losses. Are we fighting a disease? Or are we? Fighting a political war, and you're just a pawn. We're all pawns. I, I do think the older I get, the more I feel like we're pawns, and we have been pawns for, for most for most of my life. Yeah. I, I didn't realize it. I, you know, we were sold this land of the free, home of the brave, and it's a we joke. we believe it. But the fact of the matter is, there are a lot of people who are behind the scenes who are manipulating the story, and and I'm afraid it's affecting. Each and every one of us. You yeah. you can sit around and say, oh, no, that's a conspiracy theory. No, no. No conspiracy theory. It's the real Just thing. Just open your eyes and look around. Okay? How many wars, like Bill said, how many wars have we fought since World War II that were fought to a draw? We spent millions, billions of dollars. We lost thousands of our of our best and brightest on the battlefields, and then we kind of shook hands and walked away with no victory. Vietnam, you know, they they say we, we kind of left on our own accord. We backed out of that just like we backed out of Afghanistan. Yeah. Korea was left at a draw. 
if we really wanted to win, if we were really the tough country that we've been, we, we're being told that we are, there would have been no events or buts about it. We would have dropped the hammer and walked away. You know, what's the saying? We, we fight wars to, by breaking things and killing people and then getting out. Mm-hmm. That, that's how you fight a war. You know, if history mattered, if history really mattered, there wouldn't be one Democrat in office today. Going back to the Civil War, you know, yeah. and the fact that they're, they're, the, they're the slave party, they're the slavery party, but, you know, generations forget. They don't care. It didn't happen in their lifetime, so they don't care. And that allows the bad players to go back and rewrite the history and what have they been doing in the past four or five years? And we're going, oh, we can't do that. Well, that was what we were saying two and three years ago. Now it's. For you okay. guys who don't like Trump, for you guys who listen to this program just to get a laugh, you know, Trump didn't have us in any wars. Trump was one of the only presidents in our history not to bring us into some type of foreign conflict. He he didn't believe that we should be fighting in these wars. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's one of the first things this evil, demented guy in Washington is doing now. Is he 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 screwed up Afghanistan terribly? I mean, you know, Trump didn't kill thirteen of our soldiers and maim so many others. It was Biden who did that. Let me you ask know. you a question. Mm -hmm. uh, under Trump, was Putin Putin a problem? No, they actually they actually were able to communicate. Mm. Under Trump, was Kim Kim Jong Un? No, uh, actually, uh, their line of communication was open, and they uh, became very friendly. Yeah, and now Kim Jong Un has got warheads, nuclear warheads. He got on a train. He took a train ride to Moscow. Mm -hmm. He's meeting with Putin now. Who are our two big villains in the world? Yeah. Today, under this administration. It's China and it's Russia. And, and now and it's North that, Korea. And uh, who, are, who are the three that are meeting? Uh, well, yeah. there you go. So, we, we pushed our, our enemies together. We yes, pushed, we, we did. We pushed them into a pack against us. Uh, yeah, I don't know so, how, I, Bill, I don't know how we uh, can get around some type of war before 2024. See, they talk about Trump being able to stop us uh, from going to war, and I believe if, if he had a chance as president, like right now he could. But see, well, there's another year and a half to go, and they got a chance to really screw things up between and now and then. They're going to. I mean, look, it's like driving a car. You know, and you got a good set of brakes. You know, well, I can slam on the brakes before we have an accident. But you know what? The brakes do you no good no matter how good they are after the accident. Yeah, that's and, true. That's true. Know. That's exactly right. So if Trump is our brakes, we, we need to apply them right now, you know, uh, and not wait until, you yep. know, November because it'll be too late. You know, uh, on January 6th, you know, the people who were at the Capitol, many of them have been arrested. Some of them have been convicted. Some of them are going to jail for 22 years, others for 17. Suicide. Yeah, uh, one of them, I think a couple of them committed suicide. Uh, but yesterday, 
uh, at the Capitol. This was going on. Okay, those are uh, LGBTQ plus protesters protesting. Where are they at? They're in the uh, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy's office. Really? Occupying it. They rushed through the doors. They they They, got into an office like Pelosi's office. Yeah, and they took control of it. That's insurrectionist. They need no, 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 no. They'll they'll get their they'll get their wrist slapped, and they'll be released. I bet you they're all home now. What do you think? Oh yeah, they're home now, and they didn't even get a wrist slap. They wanted to be slapped, but they didn't get it. No, well, well, they are. uh, Some were arrested. They they showed a picture of six of them being arrested with uh, having those plastic zip tie handcuffs put on. Yeah, those. But anyway, yeah, they. That's an insurrection. You go into the Speaker of the House of Representatives and you occupy his office. You make it so he can't do his business. You you probably make it so that his staff feels threatened because you're strangers and you're taking over. And that's an insurrection. Those people should have been arrested and they should have been uh, put in a jail with the January Sixers. But that won't happen because it's a different agenda. They're Democrats probably, you know? Mm -hmm. By the way, did you see where Meathead... Uh, Rob Reiner said... Uh, uh, I, I didn't read the story, but yeah, he's, uh, he's all upset about something. Yeah, he says the only way we can be a democracy is if Trump goes to jail, and uh, I forgot there was something else he added. You know, I met him. I met him back in 1973. I never did like him. No, uh, he, he was, was... he was When I met him, actually, uh, it was at the Hartford Civic Center, uh, mm-hmm. and I was working a radio in Hartford, Connecticut, and... Uh, I went over for some reason, and I can't remember why, but uh, I, I'm sure it was because there was some, some type of promotion going on because he was there in this empty arena, and I went over and talked to him. We sat up in the stands, and um, he wasn't the most uh, outgoing. I mean, he had a hit show at the time, All in the Family. You know, right. he, he was a, a star, and I was just a disc jockey from up the street. But uh, he wasn't, uh, he didn't seem like the brightest bulb in, in the box, if you know what I'm saying, back right. then. And he's proven that to be right as the years have gone on because he's very superficial with his, with his evaluation. He, he, uh, he doesn't like Trump and he probably doesn't like his hair, you know, doesn't like the way he uh, talks or something like that. He's just not a, he's not a, a real guy. So yesterday when... And these guys never go away. But then again, look at mm. me. I'm all these years later. I'm, I'm doing a podcast. Hey, I haven't gone away either. You know, I don't like Rob Reiner because of his his political persuasion, but I do like uh, in All in the Family. He was great. Mm. Uh, he's a great director. In uh, you know, like one of my favorite all time movies uh, is The Princess Bride. Uh, I thought that was, if you have never seen the movie, look it up. You know what, though, Bill? I don't know. The the thing is, um, when you have a lot of money to work with as a director and you have the major backing from a studio and you have a massive crew of creative people, including first directors and second assistant directors. Yeah, you look good. you You can look good. Yeah, you can be a terrible director and still look really good because you have a lot of very creative people 
massaging your work and making it look good. It's not just the effort of one person. When I see things like, oh, that's a Steven Spielberg film, I can tell you as a matter of fact that uh, I was around the set of Jaws and there was a crew of like 150 people who were doing all sorts of things to make sure it looked really good and suspenseful. You know, while he was kind of walking around with his uh, arms folded in a wetsuit trying to figure out what to do next. Now, I'm not not diminishing the fact that he's a creative guy, but uh, all I'm saying is that when you have a staff of 150 people who are trying to make you look good, it's hard to look bad. So when you see a real bad picture, you know that guy was just real bad because even the creative people couldn't make his work look good. Well, I mean, the movie I mentioned was a good movie, although, you know, they took creative freedoms because I believe in the book. uh, The the movie had a happy ending. The book did not. So, yeah, well, that happens a lot of times in Hollywood. They'll do a movie sometimes and they'll shoot the the unhappy ending and then they'll test it. And the audience will say, oh, I liked it until the ending was such a downer. And they literally, the producers will then pull it back and they'll go out and they'll reshoot the ending to give it a happy ending. Sometimes it doesn't even seem to fit. And that's because they added it after the fact, you know? And sometimes they'll bring the cast back like six months, eight months later. Some of them are a little chubbier than they were just a few seconds ago when you were watching them in the same shot, you know? It's because they changed it. Um, But anyway, um, so many things are happening uh, in, in our world. Robert Kennedy Jr., Right, RFK Jr. He's a Democratic right. candidate for the presidency. You would think the Democrats would be just salivating for this guy because he, for the for the longest time, he was the ideal candidate for the party. He was a Kennedy. He was going to bring back the whole Camelot mystique. The whole Kennedy aura was going to return to the Oval Office if we get only. And then all of a sudden. The far left took control of the Democratic Party, and the Kennedys became middle of the road. So much so that now Robert Kennedy Jr., he, he can't get cooperation from his own party. As a matter of fact, in many, many places, they're fighting against him on the ballot. They're making it difficult for him to run. Listen, listen to what he said uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, but it, it, it's kind of sad. And you got to wonder, is there room for some kind of a, you know, uh, some kind of a, a meeting of minds between Trump and Kennedy? We don't know, well, but li- listen to what he says. It's pretty clear that the DNC does not want a primary. Um, they, um, uh, you know, I don't want to say that. They want a coronation, but that's, <laughs> I think that that's a fair way to put it, actually. Um, they're doing, uh, they're, they're essentially, they're fixing the, the process so that it, it makes it almost impossible to have democracy function. It, um, they, they're effectively disenfranchising the Democratic voters from um, from having any choice in, in who becomes president, who becomes the Democratic nominee. Uh, so two of the things they've done to date mm-hmm. is they've moved the 
um, the Iowa primary, they've made rules that if anybody campaigns in Iowa or sets foot, any candidate sets foot in the state of Iowa or sets foot in the state of New Hampshire, that none of the votes that are cast for that candidate will be, uh, will be tallied. In other words, any delegate that I win in New Hampshire or Iowa would go instead uh, to the president. And uh, and now they're trying to change it so that if I campaign in New Hampshire, that none of the votes cast for me in Georgia will count. And that's significant because it's hard to win the nomination without Georgia. What is, so what is the logic? Rigging, well, they're rigging it so that, it, you know, effectively, you know, we're looking at uh, the tabulations now that look like I, if you add up all the super delegates that they control and all of the automatic delegates that just go to the party and go to the president, uh, you know, I would have to win almost uh, 80% of all of the states in order to beat President Biden, even if he only wins 20%. And yet... And yet you you continue on. So what is your strategy then in light well, of this for defeating yeah. President yeah, Biden? I I, you know, these rules will not be finalized until September 14th. And we've written uh, the DNC protesting. I mean, there's some really wild things that they're now considering, including forcing me to actually pay for the primaries. And their logic is that... Um, they don't need a primary because they already have a candidate and therefore I'm costing them all this money and that money should should uh, be paid for by me and you know maybe Marianne Williamson um, so it's not you know it's a process that is rigged and uh, it's a you know we live at a time in American history when a lot of Americans think that democracy is broken that the system the political system is rigged uh, is rigged and that there's not really any democracy and unfortunately the dnc is taking a lot of steps that uh, that confirm uh, that outlook if the decision holds um for the current you know uh, sort of primary structure with the dnc what is the best what is the route to victory for you against president biden oh you know if the if the if the dnc is going to make it it's going to rig it so that it is simply impossible for anybody to challenge uh president biden then you know i need to look at other alternatives because uh, i can't go back to the people support me and to my donors and say um you know i'm in you know i'm just gonna i'm in this to make a point i need to i need to show them a road to what, victory what kind of alternatives would you be exploring mr kennedy well you know i don't know exactly because i want to see what the dnc does i want i want to see if they make it a, if they you know, if they make it a fair contest, and I, you know, I'm not asking that it be 100% fair, um, but I, I'm asking that there at least be, you know, a chance that it be plausible um, for somebody else to win other than their, you know, chosen anointed candidate. Okay, so um, there are people who were indicted who were on Trump's side who said that the election was rigged that the uh, politics was rigged. Okay, this is right. in Georgia. Some of the indictments literally were 
for something as simple as saying publicly that it was a fixed and corrupt election. Right. He just said that in public. Kennedy just said on the Democratic side that he thinks it's a rigged election. It's a rigged now, system. Is, if is, Kennedy said the, the election is rigged, would you believe it? Well, is he going to go to jail? No, he's not going to go to Well, now, wait a minute. Now, the Democrats don't like him now, and have we forgotten, um, you know, what relevance does he have with today? Yeah, that's just it. He doesn't, in their minds, he's, uh, he's old news. Hey, you know what? If he if somehow he's listening to this podcast, you know, buddy. I mean, I'm not a Democrat, and uh, but you know, you have some conservative values. There are issues that we might not agree on, but I think they're what I call soft issues that government shouldn't be involved with anyway. And uh, but they have been made issues to divide and conquer people, and that is what. This Democratic Party is about. I'll bet you he would have more in common in, uh, to, in a conversation with President Trump than he would with a conversation with President Biden. I bet you yeah. if he sat down with President Trump uh, over dinner, they would have a pleasant uh, you know, back and forth of, of ideas. Whereas if he sat down with Biden, first of all, he'd be inco- you know, Biden's incoherent. Uh, it'd be hard to really... Uh, understand what he was talking about but uh, even if he could speak clearly i don't think they'd have a lot in common because i think joe right. is joe is the kind of guy he's already capitulated he's already he's already uh, decided hey uh, i'll sell my country out i'll do what i have to do to make me rich and uh, make my family better off i don't care if it d- destroys our uh, our standing in the world as a country that's no big deal see i'm one of these people that believes that this guy is a traitor you know, I, a well, lot of I people call. Too, but... A lot of people say, "Well, he's so, you know, he sold this." He's no, he's a traitor. If he did the stuff, if he was going, back, if he was sending Hunter Biden to China, and Hunter Biden was negotiating influence in Washington D.C. through the vice president's office, and, and if it was something he was very much aware of, and I don't in all all of the uh, information that we've seen so far would indicate that he knew exactly what was going on. Uh, if that's the case, that's a traitor. Okay, that's that's somebody who is selling us out. He's in the second highest position in the in the uh, in government. He's the what do they call it? Vice commander in chief, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy is is selling us to the the Chinese. To the Ukrainians, that's treason in my estimation. But well, no, it is treason, and he should be held accountable for it. But again, as I pointed out earlier, you know we have a, you know, a, an in the moment generation now that uh, and and society. What happened in the past is not important, but you know what? The one thing that is resounding, whether you live in the past or live in the present. The one common thread is that the government is crooked because in the past it was crooked, yesterday it was crooked, and it's crooked today. It's lying, cheating, conniving, and that is what. But then again, if you're running for office, does that make you a member of the same boat? I mean, we've got a real problem with uh, how things are perceived and what is really going on. And 
Uh, Trump had a handle on things. But again. And that's why they didn't like him. He's Yeah. And, uh, you know, with the negativity out there is drawing attention to him. The best thing they could have done was leave him alone. Because in, in this society, he's... He's a second run. Oh, he's old news. Yeah. But they keep him in the news with all the negativity. And that, well, look at Biden with independence. All right. Mm-hmm. Down 38 points. Without the independence, you can't win. And, uh, you know, they show him at, they even show him in the overall poll that he's under Trump. And, if they if they're reporting that that means the it's so bad they have to report yeah, something there's no way of getting around a, it there's no way of getting around it unless yeah. they just ignore it entirely which they're you know they would do another thing interesting um there's a gentleman in Texas Ken Paxton he is a uh, uh, lieutenant general lieutenant governor down there uh, I, I believe he's the lieutenant. No, now it got me. They got me thinking about it. Yeah. Anyway, he's a terrific. Uh, uh, he's a terrific conservative. He's been. Right. Uh, he's the guy, for example, who uh, was responsible for um, getting the twenty-eight states to uh, petition the Supreme Court about the twenty twenty election because, and that that was when the Supreme Court said that none of those twenty-eight states had standing, which. Is it's laughable. It is. It, right. If it wasn't so so damn dishonest, it would be a joke. Because if twenty eight of the states that were involved in the election didn't have standing, then who does? Who who does have standing? But that's that's neither here nor there. Now the uh, the Rhino side of the Republican Party in Texas has been trying to impeach Ken Paxton, trying to get rid of, of him, and uh, they they've taken him to a to uh, literally, a, I guess they're doing a, a process in the legislature in Texas where they're, they're trying to impeach him. It's almost like a court situation. And, uh, but Ken Paxton's lawyer is a guy named Mitch Little. And hmm. one of the guys who worked in Paxton's office, never trust people who work around you who say, I would never do anything to hurt you because they're the ones right. usually who will. Uh, a guy named Ryan Vassar, he he literally reported behind Paxton's back uh, rumors as facts, let's say, to the FBI. He had no solid facts to report, so he reported the rumors to the FBI as if they were facts. Well, he was the cross-examined uh, examination of Ryan Vassar by Mitch Little, the lawyer right. for Ken Paxton. Listen to this. You had a good faith belief in certain information, but you didn't know that Ken Paxton had disclosed anything to anyone when you made this report to the FBI, did you? No. no. You were hoping the FBI would sort it out for you and not think that you were co-conspirators with him, correct? No, the purpose of the the complaint to the FBI was because we had formed a belief in good faith that the attorney general was involved in criminal activity. This is something that I keep hearing over and over again. We formed a good, we formed, let me make sure I get it right, formed a good faith belief that the attorney general of this state was engaged in illegal activity. Did I say that right? That's accurate. But you didn't know. 
right? Well, that, you didn't know, right? That's the that's, that's the point of the good faith belief is we had no evidence that we could point to, but we had reasonable conclusions that we could draw. You went to the FBI and reported the attorney general of this state with no evidence. Do I have that correct? We reported the facts to the FBI. That's not my question. You went to the FBI and reported him for potential crimes without any evidence. Do I have that correct? Um, we went to the FBI and reported. Please answer my question. Yes. Our no. belief that criminal activity had occurred. That was not my question. That Would was not please question. answer the question. Yes or no. Did I ask it again, Mr. Vassar? Please. I want to get this straight. You went to the FBI on September 30th with your compatriots and reported the elected attorney general of this state for a crime without any evidence. Yes. That's right. We took no evidence. Did you gain any after that? Well, we weren't collecting evidence. Did you gain any after that? Evidence of, of what, sir? Of Evidence of a crime committed by the elected attorney general in this state, elected by over 4 million voters. That guy. I don't, I don't recall if we had collected any evidence. Don't you think that's something that you should be able to recall, sir? When we presented ourselves to the FBI, we we did so as witnesses, not as investigators to collect evidence. Did so as complainants, hoping that you would not be named as co-conspirators, true? You made a complaint, yes? Yes, it was. Without any evidence, yes? Oh, no. I'm sorry? Again, these are our good faith beliefs that a crime had occurred. Respectfully, sir, we are not here in this historic event for your good faith beliefs. Amazing. First of all, uh, Little did a, an amazing job uh, going after that guy, but the guy literally went to the FBI with nothing but his good faith belief. No right. facts, no evidence. And he filed a complaint against, and I had said Lieutenant Governor, he, was the, he is the Attorney General. Uh, the guy... Paxton has been impeached by the uh, the House, the Texas House. Now, you may say, wait a second. The governor of Texas is Republican. Paxton is Republican. And uh, the House is Republican. Understand something. There's a huge influence in the Republican Party in Texas by one family. One family that you all know, the Bush family. Yep. And the Bush family doesn't like Paxton. They don't like what he's done because I think he was up against George uh, Bush Jr. or something. He was up against, yeah. uh, and he beat him. So this is, uh, if you think that George uh, uh, G.W. Bush is down there in in, in uh, Texas and he's just uh, hanging around the farm doing nothing, don't believe it. There is a sincerity of intention. Yeah. It, it, words matter. If you're going to fight in the political realm, you better have a thesaurus and a Webster dictionary with you because they're going to throw terms and words at you that are gumbledygook. And that, that's really what they are because it's just there to twist. And uh, the guy got caught. 
The guy got caught with a bold face. Uh, I made this crap up. I believe it in my heart. Yeah, but uh, the, the thing is, you got to wonder, you know, uh, we're going to see whether it's true justice in Texas or whether it's true politics in Texas. If well, it's I got to remind you. If it's true justice, Paxton will win hands down. There's no evidence uh, for this impeachment. It should be thrown out and dismissed immediately, right? That's the way it should be. But mm-hmm. if it's politics... He still could be in trouble. You know, we'll find well, out soon. Everybody looks at Texas as a big old fat red state. Used to be a big old fat blue state. So, you know, well, and that is still entrenched there. That has And, and it's becoming more blue again, unfortunately, because a lot of the, uh, you know, it's amazing. The people who. California's moving in. Well, a lot of the people who ruined California don't like living in California anymore because they ruined it. So they're going to go to another state. Where they can ruin that one too, and that's uh, that's Texas. Have you seen the new housing that they're putting up in Texas? Because well, buying property is so expensive, and uh, even though there's a lot of land there, uh, they need a place to put all these people. And I mention this because this is what uh, to come. They've got these pop-up communities, and they're not they're not stick frame homes that you would believe. They come on a truck as a flat folded house down, like you would take a house out of paper and fold, yeah. fold it down flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Chinese company. China came up with the idea. And these houses just, you know, you know, a couple of guys sit there and a half hour later, they fold it up and they put the little bolts in and your house is together. Now, of course, they got to dig the plumbing unless they put a bucket in there for a toilet. But these are little 500, 800 square feet homes and they're going for big money, and this is what. So you going buy a on. lot of land, and you probably don't have a basement because they don't have them probably. And uh, so you have a slab that you put these houses on, you bolt mm-hmm. them together, you unfold them, and uh, instant house. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? The dream of owning a home is going to be greatly diminished over the next year because. You know, we've talked about this, BlackRock wanting to buy up everything, and they're doing it, and they're on a quick hustle to do it. As a matter of fact, you know, there are people out there that are real estate agents or mortgage loan officers, and they follow a code to keep housing fair and everything, and they're licensed for that. Do you well, know the bad players have found a way to dance around it. They don't need a licensed agent anymore, so they don't need the TILA Act, the RESPA Act, you know, any of that stuff because they're dancing around those laws and the American public's getting screwed again. Speaking of uh, getting screwed again, uh, I thought I'd I'd end the program with this, something that you, I'm sure, have not heard a word about in uh, major news stories around the country, but uh, uh, at least eight people were injured in an explosion at a processing plant in Decatur, Illinois, Mm -hmm. On Sunday, five of the wounded remain hospitalized as of Monday. The fire and explosion happened at an Archer Daniels Midland Processing Complex just about 7 p.m. Central Time. Now, we point this out because how many uh, food processing plants, Bill, have we talked about going up in smoke in the last year? Well, a hundred? Over a hundred, actually. Yeah, and it's become so normal now. That it's like run of the mill. Oh, we lost another food processing plant. 
How many food processing plants can we afford to lose before it has a significant effect on our food chain? I'm just saying. If well, we, it already does because they're already saying we don't have the food to feed the population, and yet we're bringing more population into America, but we're cutting off our food supply. So something up with this. You and, know. And who, who is doing this and why? I mean, who is doing know. this and why? By the way, I, w- I saw a video, Bill. This is something I just uh, wanted to remember, and I did. It's amazing. Um, Maui, uh, there, they have police keeping homeowners off their own property. Think about that for a second. Your house burns down. You want to go through your rubble and see what you have left, right? But there are police out there who have cordoned off the city and keeping residents of that city from going back to their own property in in mm-hmm. Maui. What is up with that? What is going on? And by the way, they're calling it, they want to rebuild it as a smart city. A smart oh. city. You know what that means? That means it's going to be all computerized and controlled. Right. And... Uh, Anyway, uh, we can talk about that, I'm sure, as the days and weeks progress, because there's going to be a lot to talk about. And uh, you have anything else you want to add, Bill, before we throw that? I was looking at this one story that uh, is interesting. You know, you talked about delegates and stuff like that in uh, the story from uh, uh, Virginia's House of Delegates, one Democratic candidate running for that. She's a nurse practitioner. And I guess she and her husband like to get jiggy on camera. Oh, we'll I saw that. that. Yes. Yeah, Chatterbait, which is uh, basically it's a website where, yeah, hey, you know, if uh, you're into that thing, you can sit there and go do your deed upstairs with your significant other, whatever it is, and um, get tokens. People sit there and say, do this, do that, and they, they donate money. Well, apparently, and she's not a bad-looking lady from what so, I see. Your name Susanna is Susanna Gibson, Susanna Gibson yeah. 40 yeah. years old, mother of two. That's the uh, kids are going to be proud yes. of that, dear old mom. Yes. Um, and look, I'm not, I'm not judging, you know, but when kids find out, you know, but anyway. <laughs> but she is a Democrat. <laughs> She's a Democrat, and she really wants to be in the House or the delegate House, you know, to, and a delegate does what? Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, they do that too, but uh, they, the constituents, they, they, uh, yes, they sure do. Um, but anyway, yeah, this, I saw that story and I thought, my gosh. Uh, well, apparently back in 2022 when she wanted to run for elect, uh, the, the delegates, the, the company, Chatterbait or whatever it is, they have a thing called, uh, uh, what is it? It's, it's on here. It says, uh, Rickerbait. What that means is it's like a, in radio, a recurrent record. So they put you there in the archives, which ought to be tell somebody going, well, you know, I did this with my wife but uh, or my girlfriend. I don't feel too proud of it. I quit. Well, what you did was quit the money that you were currently making. Yeah. But they have it in the archives that people can still see it and see it for free. Bill, or Bill, doesn't doesn't it surprise you that there are so many people out there in this world that we live in that that think that they can do something on the internet and then they can delete it and it's gone. <laughs> you, you can't delete anything, but you know what? Uh, um, now, look, I live alone, so nothing happens in here, but I've got uh, Alexa right over there. It has a different name, but don't fool me for a minute. It's got a microphone, but I'm sure that it can probably see too. And 
we are being watched and recorded no matter where. So the fact that people do it on their own volition and do yeah. it and, you know, they were making money and, and, and all that stuff and, hey, you know, power to them. I don't know. There's something you be, want to do. I'm old fashioned. Call me crazy. But I mean, first of all, I, uh, I, there's something, uh, respect this immorality, decency. We've never the, the been old, a moral country. Well, we have never been. Well, I, I, I don't know, Bill. I think, I think we were moral, uh, in the fifties. I, I know that there was a lot more morality in the, in the country back then. I mean, there's, there's always been an element that morality uh, or perceived. Morality. No, no, I think there are always going to be people who are, uh, doing immoral things. I mean, that's, that's the nature of man. But I think on the whole, I think we were more moral, I think the all of the boundaries are a lot looser. Now. I mean, to think that this mother of two who thinks it's okay for herself to get undressed and have sex with her husband on camera and show it to the world. I mean, doesn't she think, oh, my kids may see this in about five years. What happens when my grandkids are surfing the net in 15 years and see grandma in doing the deed well, with the... the, the the company that owns it, they got to love this. They're getting national press out of it, so I won't say their name again. But the point is, is they, when they have that video, you got paid. Whether you got paid or not, you did it openly and freely. Yeah. And you signed something. They own it in perpetuity. You, uh, let's just I say wouldn't lady, vote for her just because of her poor judgment doing that. I don't well, care about the politics. I'd say, wait a second. You got naked and did the 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 nasty with uh, your husband on camera for a few bucks for your campaign. No, no, and you want to want you want to you want to manage help help uh, put the budget together for the state. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, go away. So, yeah, I know. I know what you did for that slush fund. But <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, <sighs> if you want to call us eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. And there's mail at itsanotherday.com. We also have two other email addresses that we just put up to make it simple for you to remember because itsanotherday.com. People go, mail it, it's, uh, what What was that? Mail it, yeah. itsanotherday.com. But you can also do mail at jimandbill.com. And then there's jimandbill at mail.com. I mean, you so, can't screw it up. You can, you can but you have to work it. You can, it. but you really got to work at it. If yeah. you just remember... Mail, M-A-I-L, and Jim and Bill. So whether you do, whether you get it backwards or not, you can either go yes. mail at jimandbill.com, it comes to us. Yes. If you go jimandbill at mail.com, it comes to us. Now, and remember, so. we're asking people to just respond. Send us a, even, a, you don't have to say we love the show or any of those. You just, uh, we'd like to know. Uh, our reach and uh, who is listening and what we're asking people to do is to go to one of those email address and just uh, send us a blank email say good morning or if you want to if you want to put something on it it doesn't have to be a long dissertation hey guys listen to you, listening to you in uh, Fargo South Dakota or whatever the you know listening to you in uh, Jackson Hole Wyoming or someplace like that that's it that's all we need to uh, be satisfied. Well, you know what? If a million people sat there and sent us a blank email, uh -huh. all right, and we considered each email like a dollar donation because it's a blank check, that would be like a blank check to for a million bucks, you know? 
think about it because of Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You hey, know, listen. I was, I was fishing there. All and, right, uh, speaking I'm, of fishing, I'm going to fish for an ending because we're we're running way over. So if you if you wouldn't mind, sir, uh, stepping up to the microphone and uh, doing your standard ending, would really appreciate it. All right, let me walk up to the microphone. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Hasta la vista, baby. We out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. Johnny Reese is a major league pitcher who always had a talent for striking people out. Teams fell over themselves trying to recruit the young man with the menacing fastball. But baseball isn't his only talent. He's also a major league hitman, a contract killer who likes his work. Reese does more than strike opponents out. He eliminates them all together. Retired New York City detective Jack Kane has come to Pittsburgh to find a killer and squeeze play by Jim Harrington is the story about what happens when these two alpha males meet and go head to head. It's a great weekend read. Squeeze play from Dover and Blackstone Media LLC. It's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Squeeze Play is a grand slam. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?